how you didn't get the pertinent. I missed the pertinent. <clears throat> Do you want to say it again? <clears throat> Do you want to tell nope. our hypothetical audience what you said about my ass? <laughs> no. No. I'll leave your ass out of it. <laughs> Probably for the best. You, you would want to start a podcast with me talking about your ass. Well, I just want the world to know what you think of my ass. <laughs> it's an ass. A pertinent ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure is. Yes, it is. Yeah, but I used to, um, when the computer was just kind of, I used to play back when it had still like the green and everything. Like oh, the, yeah. The old Wolfenstein and Oregon Trail. And then we were really big into like Doom and all those ones. And, uh, Wolfenstein when it got all 3D and not the old 2D versions, but um, Dark Forces. And then I kind of just stopped playing on the computer. Solitaire. I do Solitaire. Yeah. <laughs> downloaded that. You're hardcore. You're a hardcore PC gamer. I am. And people would be jealous, actually, of my, my rig. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Play Solitaire. Do you know... Uh, you know, PC gamers are the most. Uh, I'm 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 gonna catch a lot of flack for this, but there's some of the most annoying gamers on the planet because they refer to their uh, their uh, medium as the master race, race which yeah. is like a, it's disturbing in and of itself. But the fact that they're just like look down on consoles so much, it's like you know, consoles are computers themselves, and they're designed specifically for gaming, and they're for for pick up and play type gaming. So I understand the, I understand the appeal of PC gaming. I can edit, I can do, I can mess with it all, you know, in all kinds of different ways. I can, I can uh, use mods. I can play all different ty types of expansions. I kind of, I, I get the draw of it. I just don't understand um, why you got to knock consoles. Cause it's just basically, it's the same, it's the same thing, but it's for, Somebody who wants to just pick up and play and be able to put it back down and not have to, you know, fiddle with settings and, you know, I don't know. There's 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 a lot of uh, PC games are very involved. Getting one installed and getting one set up and getting everything set just right to one is a very involved process. So the draw of that to a PC person makes sense, but you're, you know, your average gamer just wants to pick up their game and play. Yeah, <laughs> when you say. You're going to catch a lot of flack for it. I don't think you can catch much flack when we have maybe like two people listen to this. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I just mean I would, uh, okay, I would say I, I would hypothetically catch a lot, <laughs> a lot of, of flack. I, you know, I mean, you, you put that out there. I, I know a lot of uh, <laughs> PC gamers and a lot of them just, well, yeah, it's a superior system. Yeah, it, it can be a superior system, but. It's, well, I just, I, I don't like it because I just want to put my game in and play. And yeah. I know if I buy a game on a console, then I'll be able to put it in and play. And on the PC, I got tired of, like, what are my settings? What's this? Yeah. What do I have to update? Oh, this isn't going to work. Well, good thing I can't take this back. Yeah. So that's what finally got me to the end of that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, and when I started playing some of these PC games, when I bought these things on, on Steam sales, I, I, I spent a lot of time setting them up to play, and now now they're easy to play, and I just load them up and play. But the amount of the, the process it takes for me to get to the point to where I could just play it, I could have, you know, already been playing my PS4 or, or my One for a while, and, and so I don't. Know, I'm I'm more of a console gamer these days, but I used to be a huge PC gamer, and I'm still a I'm still way into computers and technology, and I I love messing around on my on uh, just my laptop, and I just I don't know using it as a gaming rig just it doesn't appeal to me like it does to so many. Well, and 
Um, yeah, I just totally forgot where I was going. With that. <laughs> <It's> fair. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, um, you know, and, well, actually now consoles are almost turning into that with the loading the games and taking forever before you get to play and yeah, they're, all that they're, business. Uh, they're definitely trying to contend with the PC market, and that's uh, you can see, you even see it with like the onset of oh now we're going to make our uh, mods available on games and that sort of thing. Um, but the the major difference is consoles will not. I mean, back in the day, they didn't. They were terrible, terrible ideas. But they 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 allow for very little modification um, of, of the hardware, whereas that's what the draw for PC gamers is like. I can upgrade my hardware in six months and play games that are way more advanced than what's on your best console right now, and that's fine. That's that's again another another part of that appeal and why they refer to it as the master race. I, I, I get that. It's just <laughs> you know it's, it's, it gets it gets it gets insufferable sometimes when you when you you're talking earlier about about how annoying message board threads are, but that's one of the. That's one of the gamer message board thread tropes that I cannot stand where it's just like a PC console flame war. Just like, just knock it off already. We get it. It's you like this and this guy likes that. They're, they both have their own appeal. They both have their audience. It's it, just enjoy, enjoy the games. I, I hate message boards so much. I, they're it's like the most vile, awful internet bullies. <laughs> get on the message boards. <laughs> have the stupidest shit to say. They're a bunch of assholes. Like, I, I get infuriated. Like, I have to actually get up and leave the room and come back before I can move on. So I, I try and skip them now, but they're just, they're awful. Bunch of, oh, they have, the they're that, they're that, they have that car crash syndrome where you have a hard time. Like, you're like, I, I really shouldn't look at this, but I'm going to. And then you're really upset that you did look at it, right? <laughs> right. I really shouldn't have looked at that because now my day is ruined. It's like this time because some guy decided that he wanted to use a, a a message board for a YouTube video to go on a rant about Obama, and it was a video about like a clip from Barney or something. <laughs> I know, and it's like, oh, I don't really want to do this, and it's like, oh, I'm in the rabbit hole, and then I emerge an hour later, and I'm like, what the fuck did I just do with my life? <laughs> well, not only that, you but time it was like an hour where I'm angry, like an angry hour. It's not a happy hour. You time travel, and you came out <laughs> angrier than you went in. Yeah. Oh, I just had a crappy day at work. Well, let me just make myself more pissed off. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know why I do it, but I end up doing it. But I went. We saw um, Hateful Eight last night, and I went on the message boards for that on IMDb, which is just an awful place to go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, unless you want to know who was in what, um, but yeah, it was covered and and there too about that movie. <laughs> and people didn't like it, and all the problems with it, and it's just. I I have a really hard time with all that stuff, which I I love the movie. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was it was a fantastic movie, and it it was in many respects it was par for the course for for Quentin and um, yes we're on a first name basis in case you're wondering. Uh, actually, I should just call him Q. That's the best <laughs> thing, you know. Uh, but it, Q does it again. It was it was very much par for the course. A lot of the same things. A lot of the you know the the chapter headings we've all gotten so used to and. Uh, you know the splatter fest and you know the the really great dialogue a lot of those fun things but he has some really interesting little additions in there little things that he plugged in there that we hadn't really seen before uh and to see uh to see that scenery caught in the 70 mil and uh, like i was i was telling you after we saw it like a 
it was a beautiful movie in every in every regard like from the from the set design of the inside of the cabin to uh to the rolling snowy hills to like, there was there was a lot of really really cool just uh beautiful imagery in it in addition to you know the classic uh just good time you have at a Quentin Tarantino movie <laughs> Well, yeah, like I was telling you last night, I mean, I just loved in the cabin with the, the blizzard going on, just the snow would be coming into the roof or the door, and you'd see it on the table and on the ground, and, you know, it, it was just awesome how they did that throughout the whole movie. And it's it's cool to see with the 70 millimeter how, where they were, you'd almost get a full view of the cabin, so you'd right. have to, I can only imagine the giant headache it was to try and make sure people were in the right spot for the entire movie, doing the same thing they'd been doing before in between takes, and... I had heard the actors had had a hard time because they weren't used to uh, used to shots like that where they'd be in the shot and they you know they're they're on their mark the way they're supposed to be but they didn't realize that they were being filmed so it had, it, it was like this uh, this period of adjustment where they had to realize oh no I'm in this shot like I shouldn't be in it but because of the the, the wide angle of this of this lens I'm in the shot so they they said that there was any time the camera was rolling they had to be you know spot on because there's a good chance that they're actually being captured and what, uh, that was interesting and what a crazy i mean that movie was what, two and a half hours mm-hmm. you spent almost an hour just in a stagecoach pretty much right is moving but most of it took place in a stagecoach and then the rest of the time you just spend it in a cabin and that was pretty much just the two yeah. locations throughout the whole movie and so it was classic dialogue based slow build and um that they 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 getting ready for the movie. They did a um, a table read. Uh, they did a live table read for like an audience, like a very very select audience, and they like, rehearsed for it. And it and it it really is um, it really is kind of the, the right forum for it because it it plays like a play. Like I mean, when you when you watch it, it's like mm-hmm. you're watch it's like you're watching a Quentin Tarantino stage play, which is cool. I mean, that's I mean that in and of itself is a cool idea because. Um, you know, you, you think Quentin Tarantino, you think of these interesting filmmaking styles and whatnot, but a lot of it's, you know, we're just capturing the stage and, you know, the, the actors just being on the stage. Like you said, just very limited locations, but really great set design in those locations and very good use of the scenery. And yeah, I thought, yeah, really good. Yeah. It's, you know, Kurt Russell, he was a different character than I think I've ever seen him yeah. in a movie. I mean, he had some of those. Some of those things that he shared was like Snake Plissken and that, the tough guy part, but then he was just very different than I've seen him before. Yeah. And, you know, one of the people that I've never, I, one of those people that I always hear their name, I'm like, ugh, it's like Chanum Tatum. But every time I see him, yeah. I'm like, oh, this guy's actually like really good. But I don't actively seek out any of his stuff because every time I hear his, his name, I'm just like, ugh, that guy. I've heard him like openly acknowledge that he's not a very good actor. Like he's like come right at me like, yeah, I'm not very good at this. So I think that's kind of funny, and I, it's, it's almost part of his charm to me, where I'm like, yeah, he recognizes it and doesn't really take himself too seriously, but he does. They do give him like these serious roles, and I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I've never really had a problem with him. I see, well, and you know, it's not even not even his roles. Like I haven't really seen him in that much. Yeah. Like I haven't seen him in any dramatic roles. I haven't seen the Magic Mike. Movies. I was gonna I say, haven't. is it just his tie to Magic Mike that bugs <laughs> yeah. you? Well, that, not that, even that. Even that, 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 that just, I yeah. like, oh, Shannon Tatum. Yeah, <laughs> just like one of those things because I get that way with. Um, um, you know, DiCaprio too, not yeah. as much anymore, but I used to. And then, you know, every time I see Chad Tatum, he's, he's openly making fun of himself pretty much. Yeah, oh yeah. And so I'm like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know why I just, 
But he, he was good in this movie. I liked him in this one. There's a lot of those, a lot of those like classic heartthrobs. I mean, when you really consider it. I mean, you think about your Johnny Depp, your uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I could never be mad at Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> your, your Johnny Depp, your Leonardo DiCaprio, um, your Brad Pitt. These these guys that started out as like heartthrobs were just like these these teenage heartthrobs, and you're like. The early parts of your career, you just growing every time you see him. Like, oh, she's really this guy again. Like, and then as their career progresses, they kind of pay their dues, and they're actually really good actors. Like, I mean, I've really enjoyed almost everything I've seen Johnny Depp in, almost everything I've seen Leonardo DiCaprio, and almost everything I've seen Brad Pitt in. I mean, I really, uh, I'd say there's more exceptions with Brad Pitt, but I do. Re- I, what? I, I, <laughs> he's all kinds of good stuff. I know, I know, but there's there's some things that he's done that I thought were kind of stinkers. Um, what, what was the stinker? Um, I didn't like Burn After Reading. I didn't. Anyway, I, I didn't think it was that great. I'm pretty sure that we were sitting in the movie theater last night. And I they said showed, I did and they say showed. that I liked all Coen Brothers movies, but I and you know what that I I now realize after I said just, that just that so you stuff. know everybody he said we saw a preview for the new Coen Brothers yeah. movies and I said did you see the last one the Searching for Lewin Davis or whatever yeah. it was it was just really him, good and I asked him if it was good and he said oh yeah what Coen Brothers movie isn't good and then he follows that up today with I didn't like Burn After Reading yeah yeah that's fair Coen Brothers movie that's fair just in case you didn't know yeah. Did you like? Yeah, I liked it. It was did fantastic. You like, did you like Troy? I never saw Troy. See, I didn't really enjoy Troy either. Wait, did I see Troy? Yeah, I did. It was um, what was that other the one with uh, Colin Farrell, the Oliver Stone one? That one came out around the same time. I didn't oh, see that one. oh, um, Alexander or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Troy. No, Troy wasn't that great, but I Burn After Reading was fantastic. Eh. It was okay. I didn't think it was that great. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it that much. It was very entertaining. <laughs> very but I mean... He I, died! Spoiler! If you haven't seen that movie, I mean, yeah. I guess by now... Spoiler it's... alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert after the spoiler. Yeah. When he gets shot in the forehead and dies, you're like, Brad Pitt just got gunned down? And the thing that I liked about that movie is the two people who die in that movie are the two nicest people in the movie. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is kind of rotten. And the two that were nice and trying to take care of everybody else, the two that ended up getting killed. It yeah. Was, it was kind of shocking, but amusing, I guess. So, what other Brad Pitt movies have you not liked? Um, man, I don't know. There's not a lot of them. I didn't, I couldn't, I, I shouldn't say I couldn't. I didn't finish World War Z. I didn't, I didn't like what I saw. I just turned up turning it off. I fell asleep through mo. I saw the beginning and I saw the very end. I slept through the middle. Yeah. But yeah, after after reading that book, and then I mean, if you've read the book, I don't know. You can't really make that book into a movie mm-hmm. if you were to follow the way the book goes because it's just a bunch of collections of stories from everybody. But, um, but the way they decided to make the movie, I was not a big fan of. Um, and now they're making a sequel, so. There's but that. could. I would I would argue against that. So if you have a collection of stories and you're going to make a movie based on that book, you could do something easily like a like a Twilight Zone, pick the best of them and you could do that, but I mean like if you have you read the book? I haven't. It's it's literally like, you know, one or two pages like this person left a note to their loved one which kind of gives kind of you know, what happened in this part of the world during World War Z, and, you know, the scientist had a paper about what he thinks was causing uh, it. I mean, it was literally like just 
small little collections of yeah. you know different all these different people's perspective of like a literary form yeah. of, of found footage mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. the the war had ended um, <clears throat> and they were trying to get back to normalcy and so this person decided you know max brooks collected all these people's you know things about what happened across the world with it so it's like literally yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's yeah you could take a couple parts i'm sure and expand upon it but there's nothing really in that book that would lend itself to making a a movie movie out of yeah so i like short form form storytelling and i think that it's not done very often anymore and that would i think that would be an interesting well they could have done something where they did like a tv miniseries and just did different parts and each episode was a different part of the book and that would have probably worked but yeah not the uh not the movie we were given that's Mm. for sure yeah yeah you know what I haven't looked into lately? I gotta look into this. What they're doing with Preacher, because that's been up in the air for a long time. It's coming out um, soon on AMC, isn't it? I think it's AMC. I don't know about that. I it's a TV show that's gonna be. A TV I know it's gonna be a TV show. I didn't know where it was going. I, last I last it's just a long time since I looked it up. But last I looked it up, it there was very little information on it. Yeah, it'll be on AMC. Um. I don't know when, but soon. I'm getting news of Preacher on the air. <laughs> 2000, 2016 <laughs> is when it's going to premiere. Nice. Um, oh, my God. I'm going to have a good year. And, I, I, <laughs> and I've heard it because uh, I listen to Kevin Smith's podcast, and he talks about it a lot because he was actually trying to bring it um, to TV years ago, and um, or a movie. They were trying to do a movie, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. with the Weinsteins. Um, and it fell through. <laughs> he actually tells a really funny story about how uh, they the crow had come out, and so they're like, what do you want to do? And he's like, we should do the preacher. And he kind of explained it. <laughs> and then Bob Whiteside was like, I don't understand that. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, I don't get that. <laughs> he's like, I get the crow, but I don't get this. <laughs> and so they didn't make it into a movie, and he was like, oh, okay. But they were trying to shepherd it for a, a fairly long amount of time. And then finally gave up on it. But now it's coming to TV, AMC. Huh. So, Dominic Cooper's in it. Joseph Gilgun. I don't know who that guy is. And Ruth Nega. Hmm. Mm-hmm. She plays Tulip. I freaking, that's, that's one of my all-time favorite comic series. It's so good. Yeah? Yeah. Are you nut over that series? Uh, yeah, you, once or twice. You once net or, on the preacher? Once, once or twice. Yeah, how does, how does the preacher feel about that? Uncomfortable, to say the least. <laughs> have, M- you, have, you read, have you read a lot of Garth Ennis stuff, the guy that, the guy that did that? No. Yeah, he's pretty wicked. Is he? Oh, yeah. He's, he's uh, I believe he's British, if I remember correctly. Oh, those Brits are quite wicked. And, uh, yeah, I used to read this independent comic that he did called Strange World. And it was, like, a comic uh, based on true, like, fucked up stories. And they were, it was, like, some of the most disturbing stuff I'd ever read. And he was, he was the big, uh, he was the brains behind it. But it was such a limited run, like, you could, it was hard to find it. He's got, I mean, he's, he's got a lot of stuff to his, he's got a lot of stuff to his credit. I mean, he did Hellblazer, uh, John Constantine. Um, the preacher, uh, he, he did all kinds of different, and then he would pick up on different series. He'd write write short runs on different series. 
Did you like Constantine the movie? I don't think I ever saw Constantine the movie. I uh, I remember somebody told me that it was a anti it was a two hour anti smoking ad, and then that just turned me off. I was like, Nah, I'll someday I'll watch it. But I don't remember it being one. He smoked a lot in it, right? Well, because the, they did a TV show recently, and he didn't smoke in the TV show. Um, um, well, what channel is the TV show on? NBC, I think it was. There you go. <laughs> well, I know, but the, why would you even... I mean, Standard the whole character practices. is based on mm-hmm. smoking, and, and then they don't have them smoking the TV show, so it was very strange, but I mean, whatever. Um, and then he... I think he just showed up on uh, Arrow, too. Arrow? Yeah, Arrow Constantine did? Yeah, yeah. Well, because the show got canceled on NBC... Um, so they threw him on, uh, well, Constantine, wasn't Constantine like on their, um, on DC's like, uh, what are they called? Oh, they're on their like darker label. Yeah. It's part of the, like the bad guy stuff. Cause they're, they're actually talking about doing a, um, I think a DC movie, like kind of like the suicide squad, but, um, uh, with some of the darker characters, um, and that Constantine, I think, was the one who was leading the group. Mm-hmm. And then um, had some of the other characters on it, too. Which sounded interesting. I'm sure if uh, Suicide Squad turns out to be uh, a hit, they'll probably start doing some of these other ones, too. I don't foresee that being a hit. With all the negative buzz surrounding it. Vertigo, that's what it was. Vertigo is DC's darker label. Um, they, they do, they publish a lot of um, ad, adult content. Um, adult. I, yeah, I don't mean like porn, porn comics. I mean like a, just stuff that uh, kids shouldn't be reading. Lots of really good stuff comes out of Vertigo. Preacher was a Vertigo, Vertigo comic. Yeah, you don't you don't think Suicide Squad's gonna be a hit? I don't know. It's hard to say. I just think there's so much negative buzz around it. I think a lot of people are going to steer clear of it when it first comes out, and it's really going to depend on how it's handled and, and how it's received. So I don't think I don't think it'll do too well out of the gates, and then depending on uh, response, it could either flop or, I don't know. I think it could go either way. I, 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 I don't, don't see it flopping. Yeah. It might be middle of the ground. Yeah. I'm betting you that movie at least makes like 150, 200 million. You're probably right. I mean, it is at the end of the day, it is a superhero movie. Um, what what sort of rating is it looking at? Probably PG thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I mean, Deadpool is doing something different, and I'm sure if Deadpool is successful, then we'll probably get more adult oriented uh, comic book movies. But I, for now, I think PG thirteen is the. Ooh, well, it's kind of dangerous for little kids, but. Everybody can still see it. The whole Deadpool R thing surprises me. It really surprises me that that's that that's the character they decided to go to go R with. Why not? I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm using the no, preview. No, it looks it, hilarious. It does look hilarious, and it, and and it's it's an interesting choice. I'm not saying that it's not an interesting choice. I'm saying that it's unique. Like I don't know why Deadpool is the one. <laughs> like I. I can think of so many other comics that could make a really great R-rated movie. I well, like like what comics? Uh, anything on Vertigo we're just talking about. I mean, Con- was Constantine an R-rated movie? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I believe it was, actually. Well, that's good. Yeah. 
I deserve. Um. <laughs> I think it was. I mean, Transmetropolitan, for example. Transmetropolitan. Wait, what just happened? Transmetropolitan. Transmetropolitan. Um, that would make a fantastic movie, and it would be, um, and it would definitely carry a hard R. So it just. Yeah, yeah Constantine was an R. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't see. I don't see Deadpool as as I don't know. I it has its it has its niche audience. I just think that I think that going R uh for a character that has a niche audience is very limiting. It it just doesn't strike well, me as why. a studio. See, well, whatever you do, I don't even know what that comic is that you just started talking about. Look it up. It's a good one. <laughs> I will, but I I haven't heard about it and I know a lot of comics. Um so to me for Deadpool it He's already been introduced mm-hmm. in the first Wolverine movie. He's a pretty well-known character. I mean, yeah, he's got a niche group of people that like him, but um, he's pretty well-known. He's part of that X-Men thing. So, But they can make a movie that's R-rated and kind of test the waters with something that's not going to cost a whole lot because I don't imagine that movie costs that much to make. So they can take that, you know... Take a flying leap. Take a flying leap and see what happens, especially with someone who kind of has mass appeal. I mean, who's introduced to the he's world got already. More, he's got more than kind of mass appeal. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ryan Reynolds playing yeah. a... Playing a well, he, uh, he played Green Hornet, and we all saw how well that worked out for him. He did not play Green Hornet. He played Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. Whatever. Yes. So I, I won't. I will not express my unpopular opinion about that movie. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it, it's, it seems like a risk that isn't really a risk for, for Fox his, in this case. His introduction. So okay, f- for those who are unacquainted, for those who don't know Deadpool, the way in which he was introduced into X Men is not the way in which he's being portrayed in the movie. So you've got a whole new version of Deadpool to the movie audience and to the comic audience, you've got a version of him that they're going to be on the fence about to begin with. And then you take anybody who's under 17 and tell them they can't come watch this movie. Well, it's going to make them want with, to watch it more. With, true. But with each one of those decisions that was made along that process, they've narrowed their audience that much more. Okay. So those people who've only seen the X-Men movies who barely know this Deadpool character uh, we're going to just all of a sudden make this whole movie about them and, and invite them to come see it and come enjoy this. Uh, and they're going to go, oh, okay, who, well, I don't even know who this guy is. I kind of saw him in this movie, but this doesn't look like that guy I saw in that movie. Is this really something I want to you know, get in for? Not to mention people who saw that movie and saw him in that movie probably saw it or possibly saw it with their kids. Well, now my kids can't see this movie with me. I can only see this movie by myself. Unless you're a cool parent. Unless you're, you're like, cool. Come on, kids. Unless you're a cool parent. <laughs> oh, my God. If I showed up to the theater with my kids in tow to see Deadpool, stink eye I would get. Oh, I'm half a mind to bring Wesley. <laughs> really? I don't give a shit if he's six. Yeah. <laughs> he's seen worse. Yeah. He sees worse on AMC. Uh, I guess that's, I guess that's I mean, true. Language is probably the only thing that Deadpool's going to have that uh, might be a little extreme. The violence part, he's seen plenty of that. but Yeah... I bet there's some sexual stuff in there. Bet yeah, Ryan Reynolds' ass. But there's bone and galore. <laughs> bone and I bet galore. half that movie's a porno flick. Well, he's got the one, the whole point of the movie is him trying to get his love back because yeah. that dude's trying to steal her. But to me, if you, he was, he was pretty much shit in that shit Wolverine movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people are going to be like, well, that character sucks. But I think they've done a brilliant job with the marketing so far in this one. And they've really showed like, 
yeah, this is Deadpool, but yeah. it's a way different Deadpool than what you saw in that shitty Wolverine movie that we're just it's, not going to talk about. It's the Deadpool you see in the comics, and I, I, I understand. I, I just feel like it's a very niche movie, and I said it, I, I don't know. Guardians came out, and Guardians was an established comic that a lot of people had no idea about, and it did really well on a mass scale, but it was also not an R-rated movie. No. <clears throat> it was more of a, you take your kids to see this movie. And uh, I, I, maybe when it comes out on DVD, we'll let my kids watch it, but I'm not walking into a theater to see that. <laughs> you just don't want to be judged. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll share with the world via podcast <laughs> that I will allow my kids to watch Deadpool, but I will not. I just won't do it at the movie theater. Exactly. Where, where the judges will judge me. Exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't even matter because they're going to be all there having fun doing that whole thing. It'd be great. Maybe. Or maybe I'll sit in an empty theater watching Deadpool with my kid. <laughs> that might even raise more eyebrows than the other oh, way. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I think I think that one's going to do good. It's yeah. coming out at a good time. Um, I, there's not really much around it. It's going to be before, you know, Batman v Superman. And I think it's going to, I think it's going to do good. And then I think we're going to see a resurgent of these R-rated movies. Yeah, because the last ones that we really had were, were Blade and yeah. the Punisher movies. Yeah. So, and the Blade ones were really good. Punishers <laughs> were kind of a mixed bag, but... Well, the, the Punisher ones were, like, unnecessarily violent, where there'd be, like, crazy things that would happen. Like, the guy, like, falling on the, the pole and then getting his head, like, like, landing on his head and his head popping off. Like, that's... That happens, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that seems legit. Yeah. And that's well. That's the funny thing about the they're not the comics are not R rated. Punisher's never been an R rated comic. He uses guns. Yes, he shoots people. They've been but fairly they, bloody though. Not true. For a long time, the Punisher adhered to the comics code at, at a time when a number of comics were going outside of the comics code and making bloody, making adult content, and that kind of thing. So the Punisher has not always been that crazy violent it's not and even even when it was violent and they used blood it was used sparingly it wasn't like the punisher is lopping dudes heads off it's just he shoots people maybe there's some blood and sprays but it's I'm, never been I'm a pretty s- sure i have a punisher comic upstairs with uh-huh. him standing on a pile of all the dead <laughs> marvel superheroes and there's blood mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah uh are they missing limbs and our heads exploded and brains everywhere. And they might be. I'm talking. I'm not talking about a little bit of blood. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about excessive gore, like a splatterhouse movie. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and that's that's what a number of those Punisher films that they did. I'm pretty sure that just means he's punishing people. <laughs> they were splatterhouse movies. It's not to say that that's not fun in its in in its own way, but I I just that's not the way. I've, ever viewed Punisher. I've never been like, oh, yeah, of course, he has to kill guys and they have to have exploding heads and it's just never... Like, the appeal of Punisher is enough alone as a character. I've always liked Punisher, but his appeal as a character has been enough for me to be into it. I don't... I, I didn't need to see it as a Splatterhouse movie. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the, the Splatterhouse movies. What, who was your favorite Punisher? <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to nope, say it. I'm not going to say it. There's no judging. I, I won't say it. There's no Deadpool I won't judging. Say it. I won't say it, and I'll, I'll tell you. I, the, was it Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> the, <laughs> it wasn't Dolph the Lundgren. Entire, my entire reason for 
loving the Punisher that I love. Remember him punching people through that, uh, that Asian place? Is, 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 it's entirely because of nostalgia. It's nothing else. It's just because I'm nostalgic for that freaking Did you just movie. pull out your phone? Do you have a picture of him on your phone? No. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren as Punisher? I love, I love you, Dolph Lundgren. No, I, <laughs> I just have this... Punish me, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I have this just uh, wonderful childhood memory of watching the Dolph Lundgren uh, Punisher movies. I'm not. I would never. I, I would did never. One, didn't he? Yeah, not Jesse movies. Uh, I, I would never profess. I would never a profess him to be a good actor or b profess that to be a good movie. I for purely sentiment sentimental, uh, you know, <laughs> just because I loved that movie as a kid. I, I have that attachment to him. You know what? I saw... Um, was it Tom, Thomas Jane, right? Was the... Yeah, and then... Uh, oh, what's his name? The dude from Rome. Yeah. I like I liked his version. Um, <laughs> did, uh, well, did you see the, the old Captain America movie? Yes. Awful. <laughs> yeah, but it's nostalgic, right? It is nostalgic. So do you love that? Is that your favorite no. representation? No, of... no, but I'll tell you the difference there. I didn't watch the Captain America movie when I was a kid. Mm. I watched it as an adult and laughed my ass off. Because I was like, wow, this was at one point considered a movie. The best Captain America movie we could possibly do. I, I saw it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it shit. <laughs> and I saw the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. And, and it besides, was shit. Besides some of the action scenes, it was shit. Yeah, it was shit. <laughs> so. Again, I'll never profess it to be a good movie. I'll never profess him to be a good actor. It was... Just my Punisher movie, because that was what I saw when I was a kid. What I what I identified as the Punisher. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty good. <laughs> I learned something new. Drink your Haterade. <laughs> I will drink my Haterade. It was an awful movie. <laughs> it's just it, like... is, it is an awful movie. Are you looking at it right now? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to pull up the old Captain America one, actually. Because oh, I remember his cough. I remember the Red Skull looked horrible. It's awful. And yeah, I just remember it being really bad. Okay, well, okay, so you're you're gonna hate me for this one. No, Think no. about uh, they live. I just which, pulled up his picture. This fucking stupid. Which <laughs> think his of helmet. Think of his motorcycle. <laughs> the motorcycle's the worst. <laughs> think of think of they live. That no. movie is great. I love that movie, but at the same time. It's terrible. The effects are terrible. The acting is terrible. There are scenes in it that are just make no goddamn sense whatsoever. There's the uh, the long the legendary long fight sequence that lasts like ten minutes too long. Like it it has some notoriously bad stuff in it. But I sure I'm sure you love they live. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a terrible photo. Mm, uh, I'm sure. Cool. Uh, I'm sure you love They Live, right? Um, it's okay. It was one of those ones that I watched actually just a few years ago for the first time. Really? You didn't watch it when you were younger? No, it's not. <laughs> there was like some of them that I stayed away from. Like I saw Scanners when I was really young, and that movie like traumatized me it for a while. You up. <laughs> yeah, just the exploding heads. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Some stranger's just gonna explode my head. Yeah, and I was really worried about that. So there was a portion of movies that I associated with that 
Um, and they live as, as one of them because it was in the same kind of right, you know, time and everything else. So I I didn't watch that one for a really long time. And then by the time I got old enough to not be scared of someone exploding my head with their mind, <laughs> right? Um, I was like, that looks like a really cheesy movie that I don't want to watch. And then but then I finally broke down and watched it. It, it was okay, but not a. Uh, not the greatest, hmm. <laughs> but yeah. See, I thought I thought you'd have different feelings on that, being the John Carpenter fan that you are. Yeah, well, again, Scanners kind of. What do you, What do you think? <laughs> what do you think about Ghosts of Mars? <laughs> I didn't watch that shit. Oh my god! Well, you know, my, I'm sorry. You know my feelings on John, space. John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> yeah, you know my feelings on space. Yeah, and so then you mix that with the Ghosts of Mars. I was like, nope. Yeah. No, thank you. And I, I'd already gotten burned by Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> no, that was Wes Craven. Oh, that was Wes Craven. Why? Yeah, that's right. Did Wes Craven do Vampire in Brooklyn? Yeah, I didn't did. know that. Yeah, he did. That's right. that's a terrible. That's the Eddie Murphy one, right? Yeah, yeah no, that's a terrible movie. Often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd, yeah. No, John Carpenter. He went down like a. He, I, you know, and I, I'm sure it's hard with with doing horror. Um, and kind of being like, he was always on the fringe of horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure it's really hard to get financing for a lot of that stuff. So you can kind of see like the less financing he got, <laughs> like the stupider and stupider, the freaking movies he got were. Yeah. So now he doesn't really do much of anything, but yeah, no, they live is an interesting one. It's just, it's considered a cult classic and it's considered, uh, it, it's it's the source of a lot of pop culture. Like there's a lot of I mean you you, you know Duke Nukem mm-hmm. regularly quotes it along with Army of Darkness. Yeah. And uh, Roddy Piper's character in that movie is a large inspiration for Duke himself. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> when you really when you think of like whenever he puts his glasses on and he sees the alien faces and they're those terrible rubber masks that don't even have the mouths that move when they talk. They're like, and you just see like the rubber moving around. It's so fucking awful. Like it's, it's so bad. And it, that, that movie is like, uh, it's like a beloved classic to some. And it's just, I mean, it's got a, I mean, it's, it's got a charm to it. Right. And it's got, a, it's probably got, it's probably got camp value is probably more what it is. I, when you talk to people about it and they they love it so much, it's probably a bit of the campiness that they love. Kind of the same thing we feel about Army of Darkness and the bad bad green screen stuff and the the fun stop motion stuff. But see, there's like there's like two categories. Like I I you know like some people really enjoy campy martial arts movies, mm-hmm. and that's that's good and all. And then a lot of people really enjoy campy horror movies. Like it's kind of fun to find really shitty horror movies, but that are just so campy. They're almost fun, but I can't think of another genre for me that I actually enjoy finding campy. I I don't enjoy campy action. I don't enjoy campy drama. I don't enjoy campy comedy, you know, campy sci-fi. Um, see a lot of sci-fi stuff is like space and I'm just not a space guy. So, um, you know, I'm not that big into it, but can't be horror, man. I just like it cracks me up, and it's just like it's so terrible, it's good. Yeah, and you know, but there's there's definitely out there where I found an amazing thing. It's called uh, Shutter. Well, I didn't find it; I heard about it. Um, but it's this uh, app you can get, and you can watch horror movies on it. 
And it's like all these people actually plug in like different playlists and all this other stuff. Oh, nice. All these cool horror movies and like what they recommend. So people, and, so people put on like their own mixtapes of horror movies. Yeah. That's like cool. the people who run the site and everything. And so it's like, um, it's like it's five like, bucks a month and you can, right. there's just tons of horror movies on it. So Apple music for horror movies. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking at some point, once I have time, I, I might start subscribing, you know, so I can actually watch it. <laughs> I got. Are there a lot of are there a lot of horror movies you haven't actually seen? I feel like you've seen almost everything. Such <laughs> <laughs> so a badass good. So good. <laughs> Judge, jury, executioner, oh, all in a day's work. Yeah. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Um, yeah, there's tons of horror movies I haven't seen. Um, I even have a lot that I've bought that I actually haven't sat down and watched. What would you say is on your short list? So if you had to pick like the next five horror movies that you're going to watch, if you could even think of five right off the top of your head, what what would you say? Um, I'd like to see It Follows. I still haven't seen that one yet. Okay. Um, but I've heard a lot of stuff about that. Um, I really want to watch A Girl Walks Alone at Midnight, or A Girl Walks Alone, not at Midnight. It's just called A Girl Walks Alone. Um, so I hear that one's really good. It's like a like a Middle Eastern vampire movie. Huh. Um, it's supposed to be really good. Um, what is the... <laughs> I'm always curious for, like, Eli Roth, so I'd kind of like to see Green Inferno just to just to watch that one. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Knock Knock? What is Knock Knock? We'll talk about it in a minute. Go on with your <laughs> short list. Knock Knock. Yep. Uh, I did watch The Babadook, so I, I got that one out of the way. Um, that one's pretty good. Uh, everybody thinks it's amazing. It was it was okay. <laughs> it wasn't like I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked but, it, but it wasn't. But there was a lot of hype surrounding it. It was mm-hmm. just sold as this really great horror movie, and I liked it. And it scared the crap out of my wife, but uh, it, it didn't really. Baba. Yeah, it didn't really scare me. And I just I just thought it, I I like I think what I liked about it was um, its originality more than anything, like in the fact that uh, you know you talk about campy horror movies. I didn't feel like it was a campy one. I feel, felt like it was. A genuine horror movie that treated its subject matter as like something, something real because it was. I, I don't want to spoil the end of it, but there was there was there was a sort of reality and a sort of um, allegorical uh, approach to it, which I really mm-hmm. really like. That's the kind of that's the kind of horror where I feel like, it, like, I, I enjoy the actual storytelling more than I just enjoy the camp or the or the gore or the you know the the, the scare of it. So I, I thought I thought it was a quality horror movie. Well, and it was one of those. Less is more, you know. It wasn't like every five seconds I'm gonna see the Babadook now, right. and you know there he is again popping out. And so it was, you know, you saw him a little bit. It had really good tension. You know, the suspense was there. It kept you on the edge of your seat. So you know, for that, for that, they did a really good job, which I always appreciated. But you know, but then in the same vein, kind of towards the end, I mean, the story-wise and kind of like why everything was happening, kind of hit hard. But then at the same time, it kind of it didn't have the impact, I guess. I felt like it was leading up to kind right. of thing. So that kind of like fizzled out towards the end. I was like, oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. And, you know, but. I think you lost some steam. Yeah, which is unfortunate. But I'd like, there's a couple foreign films um, that I'd like to watch more of. But I always find a hard time finding those unless I online i guess but. right <laughs> well yeah even so though yeah you have to do a little bit of digging before you get it you know it, it's it's crazy i was just talking to somebody about this the other day it's crazy it's, it's i'm i'm kind of piggybacking off this but i'm going in kind of a different direction here 
So I was talking with somebody the other day about the um, <laughs> the art of when, when you're like a film fanatic. When we were film fanatics as kids, and we really, really, we had heard about a really good movie. We'd heard about a really good movie, and we really wanted to see it. Um, we would uh, go out of our way. We'd have to go to like a specialty video store and be like, "Do you have this movie?" And maybe hunt around the town. There was like you, this you real. Know where I went, Tower Records. Really? Yep. Huh. Yep. I'd go to Tower Records, um, and then what was that movie place that was always in all the malls? Oh, Fye. No, no. There's another one before that. Sam Goody. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd used to go there to get my figures. Oh, I know what you're talking. Was it, it was like movie? specifically like movie, but they used to have all the movie stuff on the walls. And S- it was Sun something, wasn't it? Yeah, Sun, not Sunset. Oh God, they don't they don't exist anymore. No, they went out of business. But they but had they would have they were like the place bef- before manga was really big. They were the place that had like the biggest manga slash anime section. Mm-hmm. They'd have all that. Yeah, yeah. I would I would go there. And I would, every week I'd go down and I'd have them order me the next um, Friday the 13th VHS. And so I'd ride my bike down to the mall like every other week and then go pick up my new (laughs) Friday the 13th VHS. And I'd be so happy. But yeah, I got them all from there. Yeah, I think it was like Sunset Movies or something. Anyways, go on with that. Well, I just remember like reading about things. Well, I remember reading about things in magazines when I was younger. And then the internet hit. And, you know, we had the slow connections, but you could still find information. Like, and so, like, I remember when I, f- I, I first saw my, like, I saw my first David Lynch movie, and I was like, I want to see everything this director's ever made, because this is the craziest shit I've ever seen. It's beautiful. It's art house. It's, I mean, I've never, I'd never really been exposed to art house cinema, and I, this was, like, mainstream art house. But I wanted to see everything he'd ever done, and I'd read all this stuff about Eraserhead, and I had to go all around. I mean, I was... <clears throat> I was checking all these different, uh, you know, Blockbuster didn't carry it, obviously. Hollywood Video didn't carry it, obviously. Like, I, so I, I, I had to go to this little hole-in-the-wall freaking uh, <laughs> video store and to find it, to see it for the first time I'd ever seen it, and I just, you know, absolutely fell in love with it. <clears throat> but that was what, what was so interesting, uh, was that at, at that time, that was kind of like what we had to do, now, if we read about something or hear about something, we're like, it's like seconds away from us. We're like, hey, I'll just go online and pick that up if I really want it. It's just kind of weird being in that time. Like, I'm not saying that it's better or worse. It's just kind of it's just kind of interesting to see that sort of uh, that contrast between what what we did as film fanatics as kids and what anybody who's into film nowadays does. Yeah, I'm I'm not knocking it. <laughs> I love just being like, click. Click, yeah. there's my movie. But when I was a kid, and probably even now, like if I if I couldn't just click click get mm-hmm. my thing, you know, it was fun. It was like a the joy like of an the adventure. Hunt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like an adventure, like the thrill of the chase and you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get it and you know, it wasn't so easily accessible. But on the same token, I'm not gonna trade in the fact that I've got all this stuff just at my fingertips that I can pull yeah. up whenever I want. You know, it's kinda like um the CDs too, trying to get those and um I remember when I'd drive down to California and I'd have like all my CD books and I'd like try and be flipping it while I was doing my road yeah, trip. And, yeah. You know, it was, it was fun, but at the same time it was so annoying. And now it's just like, it's all there on my iPod. So yep. don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I have, I have that Apple music subscription. So it's like, I can just all of a sudden think of a song I heard in the nineties and be like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to see if that, Oh, there it is. <laughs> and just listen to it just like that. 
Do you like the Apple Music? I do. It's I'm a, trying to think about if I should get it. It's a bit on the pricey side. Well, what, what's cool about it is, so I pay like 15 and then Melissa and I both have it, so she can listen to it, and I, we can listen to it at the same time. doesn't matter. Unlimited plays, whatever you want. You rewind, fast forward, skip, you can do whatever. Build your own playlist. They have curated playlists, like, you know, uh, <laughs> and they're really interesting, like the names for some of them. But some of them are just simply like 90s hip-hop, like things like that. Snoop Dogg songs with, you know, his crew. Like it's just interesting sort of playlist that they gather for you based on your likes and um, what your listening history is. So it's pretty it's pretty cool. Hmm. Is it $15 a month? 15 a month. Yeah, it's pretty, it's steep, but that's the family plan. I mean, you can get, I think I think there's I think it's yeah, you know, oh, I think there's there's tiered pricing. But I think I I want to say I, I don't remember cuz it's been a while since I signed up for it. Uh you get I think you get a month for free, maybe more. Three months. When you first when you first sign up for it. Yeah, it is three. You're right. So you get the 3 months for free and then um you start your your pricing scheme and I want to say that it was I want to say it was ten for one device, or you can do fifteen for your entire family, and I think you can have up to like seven people or something like that. So, what I, I like that, so Melissa can have her, she can listen to whatever she wants. I can listen to whatever I want. I don't know. Maybe. It's steep, yeah. It's definitely steep. But when I consider how much I would be paying for all that music <laughs> if I were buying it every month, that's true. And a lot of what I listen to is stuff that I don't actually own. Well, see, part of my because I have the. Um... I don't know what they call it anymore, but where you basically all your music on your computer, you can stream through your iPhone. Mm -hmm. It's like 20 something bucks a month or or a year. Um, So like all my old CDs that I put on iTunes, I can stream and not have to have them actually loaded on my phone, which is kind of cool. So I've got like thousands of songs on there, but um, yeah, I don't know about because a lot of what I've started listening to now is actually podcasts. I'm like, I don't know how much yeah. I use it because I stopped listening to a lot of music. With that drive, I listen to pretty much everything. So I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of music. and I, it, For me, it's worth it. But, you know, I don't know how much longer it'll be worth it. There might be in a month's time. I go, nah, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't want no more. What is what is this knock knock thing? Here? Oh yes, knock knock was a, the last Eli Roth movie. I'm surprised you haven't heard about it. Oh, that's the one with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it got terrible reviews. Everybody just said it was fucking awful. It barely lasted in theaters. It's out on DVD now. Um, I want to give it a try just because I want to. I want to see if somebody says something's bad. I just, sometimes I'm just like, kind of like, drawn to it for some reason. Like, hmm, I wonder. How bad could it possibly be? <laughs> well, for starters, it has calories in it. He's, uh... Did you see John Wick? No, I haven't watched it yet. It was on HBO, but I didn't, I didn't watch it yeah, yet. Yeah, it was on HBO, and I just happened to... I tuned in, like, maybe 15 minutes into it. I ended up just watching the whole thing. It's I've heard great stuff about it. Yeah, it was interesting. A really cool gunplay. Like, uh, I haven't watched... I don't watch a lot of action movies anymore, so I don't... There's not a whole lot of gunfight movies that I see, so... The fact that it held my attention and I was into it was kind of a testament <laughs> in, in and of itself. Because I used to, I used to love those types of movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to love like the old John Woo hard boiled type type fl- films. But 
The movies have kind of gone by the wayside, though. It's they're I rare. Mean, there used yeah. to be a lot of really big action movies a lot of the time, and now they kind of well, well you, not so much anymore. You think about the resurgence of them around the time the Matrix, the Matrix came out, and that just kind of like reinvigorated everybody's love of action movies, and there was just an action movie a week, just again and again and again, and then they just fizzled out again. So you're saying we need Keanu Reeves to come back. <laughs> It's not going to happen with a reboot of Point Break without Keanu Reeves in it. That movie did not do well. No, no one asked for that movie. Nobody asked for that movie. <laughs> no one said, you know what? But you Well, know, no, obviously someone did. Someone stood up and said, you know what sounds good? A Point Break remake. Somebody <laughs> Let's green, do that. Somebody greenlit it. Yeah. But that's the same thing. Nobody asked for a Total Recall remake. I did not need that. Nobody asked for uh, a Red Dawn reboot. No, no thanks. Could have done without. I watched that too. It was okay. It was me, but it wasn't Red Dawn. It wasn't the Red Dawn that no. uh, that we knew. It was when I was in um, high school. I, I hadn't seen it yet, and then in our English class, he's like, "We're gonna watch a movie," and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is cool. We get to watch a movie in English." Like, I think it was ninth grade English or tenth grade. Yeah. And he turns the freaking original Red Dawn on. And I'm like, "What is this?" And I start gutting down all the kids in the school. Right in the beginning, I was like. Oh shit! <laughs> is this what we're really watching in school? He was like an old military guy teaching English. Uh, he was crazy. Oh my so he god! Just, he would just turn shit on and then just leave the room. Can you imagine <laughs> if a teacher turned on Red Dawn for their kids nowadays? You know, <laughs> it was crazy, but it was awesome. Yeah. So that's how I got to see Red Dawn. Thank mm. you, English teacher guy. He <laughs> didn't want to teach; he just wanted us to watch videos instead. Hey, Stephanie, the cat's getting old. <laughs> getting getting, getting friendly with the pizza. Don't do that, cat. <laughs> Again, another thing about cats versus dogs. They can climb? No. If my dog started getting into something like that and I yelled at him from across the room, he'd be gone. Cat's just like, meh, whatever. Cat's like, meh, fuck you, I'm eating <laughs> pizza. <laughs> Who do you think you are, <laughs> guy? This is kind of cool because Kevin Smith is always talking about The Flash and they're actually going to have him direct an episode now. Is he writing it too or is he just directing? I think he's just directing. Okay. That's what it looked like. You know, back in the day, uh, Quentin Tarantino directed an episode of uh, CSI. I know. That seemed like such an odd show for him to do an episode of. I remember hearing about that and reading about it and being like, the fuck? <laughs> what, a, what a weird, what an odd choice. Out of all the shows you could pick, that's the one mm-hmm. to go with. So you think, uh, how do you think he's going to do? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much Kevin Smith lends himself to... He's he's like vocally... He's, he's talked about how he doesn't think he'd do good at superhero movies. And so it kind of surprises me that he would... Will willfully take on a superhero project like that. I mean, I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll definitely, I'll take a look at it. It's just, uh, it kind of surprises because he's he he has openly said, yeah, I, that's not for me. That's not that's not the sort of world in which I th- I thrive. Yeah, yeah. They said uh, his agent called and <laughs> it said, hey, he loves it. So you know, <laughs> if I can direct an episode, there's a chirp. So, yeah, I don't think he's not writing it. He's just going to direct it. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, he sent out a Twitter about it and everything, too. Yeah, he loves that show. <laughs> he's, 
I finally started watching it because I was listening to him just talk about constantly mm-hmm. Flash, the Flash, the Flash. I was like, all right, Kevin Smith, I'll watch the Flash. <laughs> and yeah, so far I've liked it. I know you're not the biggest fan of it, but yeah, it's just I, I, like I said, like I said, it's all those it's all those CW dramas, it's, uh, the the C, the CW um, superhero shows. They they do a good job paying fan service with the characters. But then they always have to do the angsty teen angle that I just yeah, I can't handle. It's just too much. It's like I I can have I can have my superhero show without watching nine hundred two and zero at the same time. It's dated reference there, by the way. <laughs> I don't need to. I, you know the OC. No, that's still not. It's still pretty dated. I used to uh, when I grew up in California. Model Zinc. Uh, <laughs> Melrose Place. <laughs> when I was growing up in California, we used to, the house was over in Pasadena, the 90210 house. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so we used to always drive by and be like, that's the 90210 house. <laughs> <laughs> that they just filmed the outside of, and that's jeez. about it. But we felt pretty cool because it was right over by us, and it was not in the yeah. area code of 90210, but whatever. Lies. <laughs> lies. Hollywood lies. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I'm okay with most of the, the stuff that goes on there. We were watching the X-Files, though, um, and in season seven, there's the episode that um, David Duchovny directed called The Unnatural. I think it was his first one that he directed and the first one that he wrote. And um, But it, it goes back uh, into the... When was... Way back in time. <laughs> Somewhere between the 20s and the 50s. I don't remember what. <laughs> was, that's not, that's not yeah. that long of a span of time. Somewhere between the 20s and 50s. <laughs> 50s about 30 years. When, when baseball was big. Um, <laughs> <laughs> during, you know, that. Whatever, uh, whatever yeah, baseball Whatever was baseball big. started being big. The point of the story is, well, when, was the, when was the Ku Klux Klan around? The They're 20s? still around. I know that. But they don't exactly ride up on horses anymore with their... Your stuff was that in the well. N- nobody really rides up on horses anymore. Or mounted, cops you know, clip clop up to the front of somebody's house and get out here. It's not really. <laughs> You're gonna burn a cross on your yard. No. When was the Ku Klux Klan around? You no, know, like when were they like really prominent? Anyways, uh, the point is in this episode they did it, and the um, the the guy from the Flash, the dad. Um, he was in it as the baseball player that the Ku Klux Klan came to, to burn at the stake or whatever. Oh, really? Black and um, when they pull up, and uh, we're sitting there, my wife and I are sitting there watching it, and they they come up to him, and they're like, oh, give us, you know, whatever his name is. And then they were saying Negro, and then also they started throwing out the other N-word. I was like, what? On the X-Files? On the X-Files! <laughs> I turned to Stephanie, I was like, are they, are they saying that word? Like, is that... And then he said it again and again. And I was like, I don't understand. This is network TV in like 2000. Standards practices. <laughs> it was really maybe weird. Maybe, con- maybe context allowed it. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the only thing I could think of because it was, you know, maybe it was Google Clan times. Maybe it was bleeped. Yeah, it could have been, but I, <laughs> it was on the Netflix. And I was like, huh. But it, the guy from The Flash was in it. So I was like, oh, it's that dude from The Flash that mm. I've been watching recently. So. That was kind of cool, but yeah, I was a little shocked. It's like, ooh, edgy X Files, edgy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was it was curious. We're almost done with it though. We'll be ready for the X Files TV show to start in We're, January soon. Yeah, 
January 24th, actually. I'll never catch up. I'll never catch up. Well, have you at least watched them all? What do you mean? Like, all the original ones? No, no, I'm... I, I, I stopped watching shit, like, probably season four or five. Swah? Yeah, so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to catch up to where I stopped watching and then pick up from there. And I barely even remember what I, the first, so, like, I'm watching all these episodes. It's, like, the first time I've ever watched it, like, watching seasons. Great for you, though. You no, know, it's cool. It's like, oh, this is new. I don't know what's going to happen. Even though I've seen a lot of these episodes, uh, it was such a long time ago. Yeah, they have some really good ones. Actually, I don't, in my opinion, I actually kind of like the later seasons better than I do. Not you, not seasons eight and nine later, but <laughs> like seasons four through seven are probably the best ones, I'd say. Mm. There's some cool stuff in the other ones, but... X-Files question. Do you prefer story or do you prefer... Monster of the Week. Monster of the Week, really. Monster of the Week! Really. Yeah, actually, Stephanie and I just had this talk the other night, too. I like... I like some of the story stuff and the conspiracy and everything, but it starts to get really muddled. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, but like the Monster of the Week ones, they always feel really fresh. Like the story ones, it's always like he gets a clue, he goes to find out, they try and stop him, some alien shit happens. All the, you know, the old dudes who run everything are like, rrr, 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 the Mulder problem, but well, we can't kill him because he's going to be a martyr. So then they go back. And then he gets really close, and he doesn't quite get it. And that's, like, every single time. And then the monster ones, they just feel fresh. There's, like, crazy shit happening. I mean, they follow the same kind of thing, too. Crazy monster. Go figure it out. Yeah. Most times they figure it out, or they don't. Scully doesn't believe him. But they're fun, and they're different. <laughs> <laughs> I think my biggest pet peeve about that show, and I love it, so I'm not, I'm not really talking shit. My biggest pet peeve about that show is... Uh, so... All, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this only a couple of seasons in, too, but almost the entire first season, Scully almost never sees anything. Like <laughs> she, she, like, misses it. Like, she's like, I went outside for five minutes, and some crazy shit happened. She comes back in, and she doesn't believe it. All right. Then she starts to witness it. She starts to actually see it. So she sees it with her own fucking eyes, and every episode... She still doubts it. Like Mulder, be like, here's what I think. She's like, oh, that's crazy. There's got to be a logical explanation. Like, bitch, you've seen some shit. <laughs> you, <laughs> I was, you know, I was, you know what's going on. <laughs> I was telling because it's really bad. I mean, maybe it's not so bad when you watch it like um, TV, but now that you can binge watch it. That's yeah. the same thing I was saying to Stephanie the other night. <laughs> we were like season seven, and he was like, blah 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 blah. And she's like, now nah, Mulder, now, nah. and I'm like. Oh my God! He is, he is right, ninety nine point nine percent of the times, and you still don't believe what he's saying. Like, like we're seven seasons yeah, in, seven seasons in of him being right, twenty four episodes. You've been abducted year. and yeah. impregnated by aliens, <laughs> and what Karen. the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> well, I think this guy might have this abnormal now, Mulder. Really, where's the science in that? Right. It's like fuck. Right. I mean, I know for the tension of it and, yeah. you know, to play off it, the why you don't, but it's like, come on. And it's, it's glaringly obvious, you know, once you can actually binge watch all the seasons. and For sure. Like, I'm noticing a trend here. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going on. Yeah. And there was, I think there was like one episode too where she was like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no way. And then she was right. And I was like, well, there's your one. Well, there you go. There's your one. Flip the script. Yep. <laughs> but still, it's a, it's a good show. And, after season five is when they move to California, and you can see um, it gets 
well, it gets less dark, mm-hmm. and then it gets uh, a little bit more zany. I guess would be the best word for it. So they have some really funny stuff that yeah, comes down the pipe. And I, I read some stuff about some episodes. I'm really looking forward to getting to some of that stuff. I remember, I vaguely remember seeing seeing some silly stuff in it in the later seasons, or when I would pick when I would because I when I stopped watching it regularly, I'd pick up an episode here and there, and I remember seeing some silly stuff in it. And that's the kind of stuff I'm looking forward to getting to. Yeah, they have some, <laughs> some pretty silly stuff. That's good. I still haven't even seen the last movie yet. Really? Yeah, well, I wanted to finish the last seasons. I never finished. It's Fight the Future, right? That's the last one? Or is that no, the... that's the first one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then... What is the last one called? Uh, I don't know. It's up there on my shelf. What is that called? Hold on. I can't just fill uh, this dead air for you. I, I want to believe. There we go. Yes. So oh, on fight, the, fight on the, the future, bl- and I want to believe. On the Blu-rays. Yes, on the Blu-rays. So if you watch... Double pack. So if you watch I Want to Believe... No, you don't want to watch that one until you're done with the whole TV show. And that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> you, can, you buy this two-pack. <laughs> you have to watch... The first one. Then you have to buy all the seasons, yeah. and then you can watch the second one. Well, no, because I have Netflix, so I just watched it on there. Well, <laughs> technically, I do. I have all the seasons on DVD. Oh, I love it. You know, when the, when they came out on DVD, it was like right at the at the start of like TV shows coming out to DVD. Yeah. And um, the X-Files was kind of like a cult, cultish thing, so mm-hmm. when they came out on DVD, it was like 100 bucks for a season. Oh, yeah. And I would go out and buy them. I remember I bought the first season, and my dog at the time decided to chew up one of the discs. <laughs> I came back, I'm like, motherfucker, that's like a $100 TV season, and you're just chewing up the discs. And now it pisses me off like still this day. Bucks. Yeah, yeah, you go see them, and they're 12 bucks for the whole season. I'm like, I paid 100 bucks for that when it first came out. <laughs> of course. Yeah, this is bullshit. Well, the HBO seasons have come down, too, which is which mm-hmm. is crazy. Cause I remember when those They were like 60, 70 yep. bucks when they came yeah, out, too, and I, I was stupid, and I'm like, DVD is great. I'm going to buy them. You just wanted it. And I would buy them. Yeah. Well, because I didn't have HBO, and I wanted you know, Sopranos, so I would just go out and buy them. Oh, my God. Did you hear? Probably not. Oh. They confirmed, officially confirmed, that they're going to do a Deadwood movie. Really? Yes. A couple days ago. Oh. The president of HBO said, yep, David Milch is finishing this one thing, and then he's writing the script. And he's... TV movie or they theater? They didn't say. Huh. They didn't say. So HBO Films does do theatrical releases. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got Entourage and Sex and the City and all that. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I could care less either whether it's in the theater right. or on HBO. It's still We're still going to get to see. You know, it's not like... It could I be just on get, Fox Broadcasting or the movie theater. Well, I'd probably see it on sooner. Fox Broadcasting. I'd see it sooner if it was on HBO. That's yeah. The... So either way, they said David Milch, the creator, was in it. And David Milch said, oh, yeah, I think I can get all the actors. And I know all the actors want to do it again because they've all mentioned it before. So Good old swear engine. Yeah. Official confirmation. Now we've got to hope that none of them die within the next two years. Jesus. <laughs> just don't. Just don't die. So we can get... The Deadwood. That was the most unsatisfying for me ending I think I've ever had a TV show before. Right. What about Carnival? That's pretty unsatisfying. Oh, to me. that one was too. 
But I wasn't as inv- I like I like Carnival. I was invested in both heavily, so it was. But Deadwood was like the one that I mean that was my jam, like Deadwood. <laughs> so Carnival was upsetting too, but in that one too, you can kind of see the way they ended it. They kind of knew it was the end, so you get. Like, the first season was really slow and meandering and building the story. And then the second season, it was, like, picking up, picking up. And then once it got towards the end, they knew they were getting canceled. So it was just like, boom, here's a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, and they like, kind of gave you an ending to it. But they left it open in case they ever came back so they could do more to what they originally wanted. Mm-hmm. But you still got closure for the most part. Where Deadwood, it was like, all this bad stuff happens. Fuck this dude. All of a sudden he leaves. Spoiler again, but if you haven't seen it, it's been like eight years since it went off the air. And then he, like, this total antagonist, and then he just leaves, and you're just like, well, what happens? What happens with all this? Nothing. And then nothing. (laughs) So the fact that they're going to do a movie and tie it up is, I am over the moon about that. What are you staring at? Nothing. Checking the lights. Did they change? Nope. Oh. You're just checking them? Just checking them. Did you watch uh, Jessica Jones yet? No. I haven't watched it either. (laughs) (laughs) You groan at me like I failed you, and then you tell me you haven't watched it either. Well, because there's plenty of stuff you haven't watched. Like Fargo. Did you watch Fargo? The second season? Yeah. No. I I watched the first season week to week. I watch it every single week. And the second season's even better than the first season. So I've heard. And you haven't watched that yet? Nope. This is, this is why you get the grunts. <laughs> mm. 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 I'll cut up on Walking Dead. I'll cut up on Fargo. Oh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow is that DC show I was telling you about. Oh, okay. With all the villains? Yeah, so I got Heat Wave. There's Captain Cold. Oh, they're all flashy. Uh, flashy not all ones. of them. They got um, Hawk. Is it Hawk Guy? Or not? <laughs> Hawk <laughs> Guy? What is his name? It's hot guy, of course. Is it hot guy? No, it's oh. not. <laughs> well, why did you say it then? Is it Hawkman? Hawkman. Yeah, it's a good guy though, right? Well, I think he's in the show though. Yeah, there's a picture of him. Let's see. Let me see the picture of him. I'll tell you if it's. The, if it's, it's, it's fucking hot guy. Okay. Is it hot guy? No, it's Hawkman. So it has uh, the Atom, mm-hmm. White Canary, Firestorm. Um, Captain Cold, mm-hmm. Heat Wave, mm-hmm. Hawk Girl, Hawk Man, and Rip Hunter. Hmm. And what do they do? Oh, <laughs> can this can this what rag can this ragtag team defeat an immortal threat unlike anything they've ever known? So whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> they need the world needs legends. Um. They've seen the future, and they're desperately trying to prevent something from happening. So they time travel uh, as a group of heroes and villains to confront an that's unstoppable so threat. To, that's what I was when you were saying them. Like the Adam, I thought was good. I thought Hawkman was good. Hawk mm-hmm. Girl was good. And I'm like trying to figure out because you told me there was all villains before. You lied to me, Paul. Well, I wasn't sure. I don't follow DC very much because I don't really like them. I think I they were DC. talking. I love DC. The problem is they, their their gallery of villains uh, is inferior. It's not great. Yeah, you think? Did you just get caught up in a windstorm there for a second? I did. 
<clears throat> there, Watch yeah. out for Captain Cold. Well, especially ooh, here comes a heat wave. Well, here, here's here's the trade off. Okay, here's the trade off with DC villains. Batman has the best villains. Yeah, ever. for the mo- for for the most part, he if you go old school Batman, you got some pretty corny Calendar Man and shit like that. <clears throat> Clock King, <clears throat> cool. Shut the fuck up. Get out of my face. On with it's get, awesome. Get out of my face with that. <laughs> Batman has some of. The coolest heroes in all of comic books. But the trade-off is that a lot of the other DC heroes have the worst Why, villains. Though? Why? I don't know. That's who you Just look at. Batman has cool ones, the rest of them can't? I don't know. Batman gets all the good it's toys? Like they, it's like they ran out. It's like they ran out. Like, <laughs> all the Batman ones are awesome. Uh, what do we do for Flash? I don't know. We've kind of used them all for Batman. Let's, let's use Flash, but he's reversed. Yeah, that sounds like a good villain. Reverse Flash is awesome. Reverse Reverse Flash started the entire Flashpoint par- paradox, which is one of the most badass runs of, in my opinion, a badass runs of of uh, DC comics I've ever seen. I think I showed I think I showed you some of them. I think I might have shown you the uh, the bat. I won't spoil it, but I might have shown you the Batman one, where um, so I, it doesn't spoil much because this is this is revealed in like the first issue of the Flashpoint Batman. The Flashpoint Batman. Um, in crime, in crime alley, when uh, Bruce, uh, when Thomas Wayne is being mugged, in the obviously in the original story, Thomas and Martha get shot. Well, in the um, in the Flashpoint paradox, when when Reverse Flash changes everything <clears throat> in the DC timeline, um, Bruce gets shot. And Thomas lives, and then Thomas becomes Batman. Oh, yeah, but when he, be- when he com- becomes Batman, he becomes like mean Batman. Oh, he like fucking just kills people. Just, like, just kills people left and right, and it's a really, really cool. It's a really cool run. But it did, they did it. So when they did the Flashpoint paradox, they took all of their of their heroes, even like the lesser known ones, and they ran them. They ran them down the Flashpoint timeline, and it was very interesting to see things that were going on, like the the. Um, uh, the Atlanteans, the uh, Aquaman's people, were fighting the Amazonians, which are Wonder Woman's people, and there was like this huge battle that was like taking place on Earth. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. It sounds it sounds it sounds corny, but it was like super bloody, and like it was it was it was it was a lot of really cool stories. <laughs> this is my problem. God, <laughs> fucking DC. So Batman is so cool, and then you've got the Green Lantern. Oh, it's awesome. Green Lantern's great, but you don't. I'll never sell you on Green Lantern because of space. Space, mm-hmm. and he has a freaking ring, and <laughs> he just makes things come out of his ring. Well, yeah, it's Will. <laughs> Green Lantern you know is what? Will. Green Lantern is Will. Yellow ran- Lantern is uh, is Fear. Uh, Red Lantern. Oh, what is Red Lantern? Anger. I think so. They all have. They all. They all represent different. It's purple Lantern. Oh shit! I don't remember. Hmm. I see, I'm not I'm not super super into into Green Lantern, but I I am into it. Like I I I, uh, I have a Green Lantern core comic. My my point being the best, is they all best Green Lantern stories. Like Green Lantern is just lame, and then you've got uh, you've got Wonder Woman, which it's great for. Don't you diss Diana? <laughs> Amazonian. I mean. She's no, I don't know. I don't. She's I don't. I don't see it. I just see Amazonian woman. I mean, it's it's great for 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 girls and you know that whole movement. 
but she Jesus. Just dismissed no, I just, that whole movement. <laughs> I just have a real problem with her. Um, Flash is okay. I kind of I kind of like the Flash. I mean, the TV show is interesting. Um, he's the best character in Injustice. No, he's not. I, I have played it a lot, and he's not the best character. Oh, fuck off. He's the best character. <laughs> I like Harley Quinn, actually, in that game. Who do you fight? Harley Quinn. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like her. She's good, too. Um, uh, Aquaman. Please, please tell me on Aquaman and how cool he is. you got to read him in the right context. The point is, they can't... And I'm not even, like, a huge Marvel guy, because just Batman's my jam, and that's just the way it is. And I like some Marvel stuff, but... Marvel's got to beat when it comes to characters and stories. and Well, maybe not stories. I guess in the context of those characters, they have very good stories, in your opinion. But, you know, just... DC's darker. They're just darker. They're not scared to, to get bloody. They're not scared to tackle and su- Oh, I forgot about subjects. Superman. I hate Superman. I'm not a big Superman fan either. He's just awful. His 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 appeal is obvious. The reason he appeals to people is obvious. He 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 bleeds American. He is he is the American dream. He's the ultimate immigrant. He's you know I, I don't need to discuss this. this. This whole theory's been driven to the ground. But you know it's he his entire mass appeal is the fact that he's the American story. He's he's the foreigner in a new land who who makes it right and lives by a code and, you know, has more humanity than most humans and he's an alien. So, and the creators, <laughs> it's very obvious where he came from. When you look at the history of Superman and the history of Superman's creators. Uh, and it's very obvious why it appeals to such a wide audience. But as far as, now in the modern day world of superheroes, uh, with all the options we have, it's clear why he's the inferior one. <laughs> it's like he's 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 the inferior one because he's the superior one. He's the one that he's got no. I mean, he's got one weakness. He's fucking invincible. He's faster than everybody. He's stronger than everybody. I mean, he's he's in, he's basically indestructible. Well, I read a thing too that was saying like. Um, he's the most powerful superhero, but at the same time, he gets shot with a kryptonite bullet and he'd be dead. <laughs> and that's that. Yeah. And I still hate him. I wish someone would shoot him with <laughs> a kryptonite bullet so he could be gone. I'm not... I was looking forward to the su- Superman vs. Batman movie, Superman v. Batman. <laughs> but now I'm not anymore. Really? I'm I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna, no matter what, I'm gonna go see it. But I'm not. It, there's 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 just enough Dark Knight Returns in there to uh, to pull me. The suit, the new the the, the bat, suit looks awesome. The suit bat, looks great. The bat suit, the uh, just when I when I consider what you saw in the Dark Knight Returns comic book when they faced off, and the accompanying movie that came out which i think you bought right um that was amazing like those so i i want to see that in in film form uh that alone would be worth the cost of my ticket 
But I don't think it's going to be a fantastic movie based on what I've seen. Why would you... <laughs> like, just the trailer. Why would you give away all that stuff? Right. In your trailer. Oh, hey, here's the whole third act. Yeah. You guys aren't fighting anymore. You're going to join together for this common enemy. Which, again, we probably all knew I was, was going to happen. I was going to say, it's but not you really didn't a need, spoiler. You didn't need to show us all that. Yeah. And you didn't need to show us Doomsday, because it's already a movie that feels like it has way too much going on. Yeah. You know, the reintroduction of the new Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman's supposed to make an appearance, Cyborg is supposed to make an it's appearance. It's going to be like Spider-Man 3. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Ben Affleck to just, like, do a little, like, emo oh, dance yeah. number or something. Here's every villain in the in the gallery. Yeah, yeah, I knew Alfred, and yeah. you know, which I, I'm excited for Alfred because he's supposed to be more like, um, like the military, like tough Alfred, mm-hmm. um, which they have in the Gotham TV show, which I I've enjoyed that interpretation of. So hopefully that is what's happening. Yeah, there's a couple there's a couple Batman iterations that that paint him in that in that light. So I think it's always an interesting, uh, interesting approach to Alfred. Yeah. Yeah, because in the Gotham show, which I don't think you've watched much yeah. of, mm-hmm. yeah, how far along are you? Uh, I watched the entire first season. Well, in season two, he gets even more like, Badass, quah, like yeah. fighting and more getting, quah, quah. <laughs> he's getting stabbed by knives and shit, and guns going off, and um, and so it's yeah, it's kind of cool. I like it. Hmm. Oh, did you hear that too? They got um, they're gonna introduce Penguin's dad. Into Gotham. Okay. Can you, can you guess what his, who his dad is? No. Oh, just think about it. Who would be Penguin's dad? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Paul fucking Rubens. No yeah, way. Yeah, they're bringing him lo- back. Because <laughs> he fucking looks like that kid. Not only that, but he was Penguin's dad in Batman Returns. Ooh. He's the one that threw him into the water. I forgot about and now that. Now they're bringing him to Holy be Penguin's shit, dad in the Gotham that. TV show. Wow. They showed a picture of him together. It was awesome. Hmm. I was so excited. I was like, that is that is magic. Fan service is what that is. Yeah, because the... Um, well, I don't want to spoil anything from the season two, but yeah. So they're bringing him in, which should be pretty... Let me see if I can find an image for you of it. God damn it. I type in Penguin's dad. It's a bunch of pictures of fucking penguins. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I wanted. Penguins of Madagascar. <laughs> Penguin dad, Paul Rubin. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I like it. Seriously. <clears throat> This is going to be very entertaining for the listening audience. You pulling up an image for me to look at. Yeah. Well, they can go look for it now, too. I'll be goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm excited for it. Can't bring back the lady who played the mom, but he already already has a mom in the show. Yeah. I don't remember her name, but... Yep. So that's going to be cool in Gotham. That show's gotten a lot better. Has it? Mm-hmm. I think so. Maybe I'll have to get get back in. I stopped because I wasn't. I watched the first season and I stopped because I wasn't that into it. Season one, yeah. I'm not a big uh, what's her face fan. Gated Pink. Yeah. 
She's really obnoxious. And yeah. so I was like, oh, just leave the show. Like, after they said, she's going to be in the one season. I was like, yes. Um, yeah, it's I. it seemed like so. The show just seemed so lost. Like, it didn't know what it wanted to be. And now they've kind of switched into, like, a villain of the week mode. And, oh, cool. Um, so they had a lot of villains coming in. And it's been it's been really good this season. Some really good performances. It's interesting that they made Balloon Man a villain in <laughs> And I really liked that episode. It too. was a good episode, but I just remember being like, "Balloon Man, really?" Yeah, that's that's one of those that's one of those uh, lesser known, lesser cool Batman villains. They just tied balloons to people's hands and off they went. It was great. <laughs> well, they even have um, they introduced like a, basically like a Firefly type person in this one, and yeah, a, bunch a of, Firefly type uh, person. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's was the name in Batman. Firebug or fire. <laughs> Sounds amazing. I can't wait to see that one. It's a, it's a person with a goddamn flamethrower, but they have a jetpack and they fly around. They're in the Batman stuff, all the Batman stuff. I just don't remember their name. Batman villain. Fire. Was it Firefly? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. Why would you not know? Because I don't. I, that's not a villain I'm familiar with. Yeah, it's Firefly. I was right. How dare you make me doubt myself? I'm not trying to make you doubt yourself. I just don't know. You said firebug. No, I said firefly. And then, and then you said like, firebug. And then I said, well, maybe it's firebug. Because I figured you would know. And you're like, <laughs> firefly? Who's that? Is that like a little bug? No, he's a dude with a jetpack and I liked shoots it. flamethrowers. I liked stuff. that Zaz was in it. That was badass. Yeah, that guy's creepy, too. Yeah. He's in um, He's in another DC thing, too. Oh, he was in Flash. Yeah, he was one of the villains in that. Really? He was the guy... He the was guy like, who plays Zaz was a different villain in Flash? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he was... Um, he could, like, disappear into, like, a cloud and, like, kill people. It was in the first season. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, he played, I was like, that's the same dude. It was like Tom Hardy. They were going to have him be in uh, Suicide Squad um, as a different character than Bane. I don't remember what it, he was going to be, like, the main guy. Hmm. But then uh, The Revenant went too long, so... They, uh, he didn't get to do it, but didn't get to. He didn't get the pleasure. He did not get the pleasure of doing Suicide Squad, <laughs> which you think is going to be a flop. I don't know if it's going to be a flop. I you don't said think it. Could, could everybody, go, everybody heard you say yeah, it. Yeah, could go either way. <laughs> could go it's going to go one way. way to the bank. <laughs> Maybe lots of money. Maybe it's a superhero movie. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's that's all we have for now. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a great what a great closing. We need, we need like a closing exit. Thing. We need we need a sign off. What you know, we... these are things we should probably discuss when we're not recording. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's a good sign off. <clears throat> See y'all later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, next week we'll have a better sign off for next. Next time we record, we'll yes. have a better sign off. Better sign off than see, <laughs> see y'all later. But for now, see y'all later. <laughs> <laughs>